Anna this week. Did I go away? Uh, well, I'm just saying welcome back to the show. We're, oh, okay. we're just doing the show again. Cool. I mean, we hang out all week, but now we're doing this. So yeah. It's a different thing. So like, welcome back to the show. So I think theoretically there's a podcast for everything in the world. We are not the only Bible study podcast. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't really, honestly, I don't know. Um, but I got on, you know, Spotify sometimes will recommend things for you. Yeah. yeah. And they recommended one for me the other day called uh, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Have you heard of this? No. And I think it's this couple. I, I literally listened to 20 minutes of an episode and I laughed really hard. But I don't like this, this needs to be under the like pretense that i haven't listened to any of it i don't know i really like this okay. is not me stumping for something i just would yeah, it's not recommending no i don't know i mean like it could be good i don't know i don't know the the heartbeat behind the whole thing i just i literally dropped jack off here last night and i was i'm gonna listen to this because i recommended it just for the heck of it and then i had to go home and chill in my basement for 20 minutes while maddie had a small group so i was like typing on my computer while listening to this thing at 10 o'clock last night but beach too sandy water too wet and the idea is hilarious they read one star Yelp reviews in dramatic fashion. Oh, that's funny. So this one was about Top Golf, and they just like play dramatic music and they read it, misspellings and all. Oh and I, gosh. like for twenty minutes, I had some really good laughs. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Well, um, I think it would be interesting to think about like podcasts that make you laugh that you could definitely not recommend. Being that we're a Bible study podcast, I got a few of those. My brother, my brother, my brother. Oh, easy. I've, n- I've Don't never say listened it out to loud. it. I've never listened to it. <laughs> I've just heard about it. <laughs> so I've literally I and it's not even because I have like chosen not to. It's just yeah. that I'm such a slow yeah. like getter into things type getter of into things. <laughs> type of deal. Like it takes me forever to like get going on a thing. And but when I'm in, I'm like The word boy. is adopter. Oh, okay. <laughs> we live in the South. Everyone say you guys say getter. I'm I'm a slow getter into things. <laughs> but you can't, I didn't do it with my accent. So I said it like a, a normal human. Um, hey, can can I ask you how excited you are for um for college football to start? Yes. We're like how many days away are we at this point? Well, here's here's how many days away we are. This morning I pulled out the milk to make a bowl of cereal and mm-hmm. I realized by the time this expires, football will have started. Yeah, boy. Ooh. That's how many days away we are. How excited are you that, that the University of Kentucky has new uniforms without the checkerboard? They do. I didn't even know. That's how little I pay attention to them. It didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. That's how little I pay, attention, little to I them. pay attention to them. <laughs> I did have a great text yeah. conversation last night with a, a former, a graduate of Kentucky who played baseball there. And that's uh, Coach Froning. We were oh, just, man. What a stud. Yeah. One of my favorite people who's ever walked this earth, and his wife was an athlete there too, as as well. She was a she was a she ran track there. Well, so Coach Froning's daughter came to my house last night to mm-hmm. hang out with my wife, and I wasn't there, but he sent her with a message for me that was like ranking the top quarterbacks in the SEC, oh, and no. Devin Leary was Devin, like right at Devin the top, Leary. and yeah. Joe Milton was down lower, and he was just like, "Hey, did did Ella get you my the message that I sent with her?" And I was in the middle of playing ping pong with your son last night. Yeah. Then he sent me the screenshot. So we just went on like a little tangent about his, some of his like 
college baseball memories. It was really fun. That's good. Cause so that officially was the most you've thought about the university, university of Kentucky, like in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's like when you're an older sibling, you just don't necessarily think about your young, younger sibling as much as your younger sibling thinks about the older sibling. Yeah, you're, as a younger sibling myself, I always wanted to be as cool as my older sister. Like, how much did Meredith... They never wanted to be as cool as I was. Until Meredith graduated high school, how much collective time did she think about you? Zero. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> it's awesome. Negative. It just turned. It went from one thing to another. Yeah. And she's like one of your better friends now. Yeah, we're buddies now. Do you think that's possible between your relationship with uh, the University of Kentucky? Will you become better friends with them at some point? Well, at some point, they have to grow up and be adults. They just haven't done that yet. Welcome to Ancient and New. This is a podcast where... Some, somehow, they got to they gotta start supporting their own... Carrying their own weight every once in a while. Hey, we have some podcast news. We have some podcast business to attend to. What is that? We have merch. We do? We officially have podcast merch. We do. I think I did see that. Um, yeah. So if you want an ancient new t-shirt, you can get one. I, I need to get one. You don't need to get one. You're on the show. It would be kind of weird. I guess. You don't rock your own merch. You don't? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I've never I, had merch. <laughs> I don't Man. think, I don't think Taylor Swift is running around in an era's t-shirt from the merch booth. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. but you can find some merch on Etsy.com. Search for Ancient and New or search for Broken Snare Prints. Also, somebody suggested that we do a live show, and I just don't know if, if I'm willing to record in front of four people. Yeah, that would be so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the places we could record and not get in trouble. Because like, we could go to Chick-fil-A and record an episode. Nobody would care. Nobody would even notice. We, w- we could get a booth and record. Like That's how many people would show up. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, uh, you know, the show format by now, if you're, unless you're brand new and joining us and if so, welcome. Um, Thomas and I are going to talk about some scriptures. Thomas is going to go first and then I'm going to go second. And that's all we do on this show. We're just literally, that, that's it. Sometimes um, at certain points in the year, it's a, well, I guess from now on, it's a minor college sports podcast where we very minor dissect the flaws of team from just north of where we live about three hours from here yeah in the good old lex yeah take us somewhere t okay so i'm, I'm gonna read in psalm 32 oh old testament yeah um psalm 32 of david part of the writings that's from the hebrew right. bible yeah yes the uh Ketu- you know the, uh, that was a the ketuvim so was the ketuvim yeah that's uh the thing I hadn't thought of, which is such an embarrassing thought to me. What's that? Uh, if the Hebrew Bible, did we ever consider the fact that it may be different than the Old Testament that we have today? I know. You, when you grow up in church uh, and, and you're holding the Christian Bible, you don't think about the fact that, that the Israelites read a Bible that had basically the exact same mm-hmm. content, but ordered and organized in a different way. Yeah. Which is cool. Very cool. And I'm a bit ashamed to admit that I hadn't really thought about that. You uh, don't need to be ashamed of something that you had not previously learned. That's true, but I think I'm ashamed you, of the... Now you've learned it. The narrowness of my vision and that. Well, I, I think we could really put that on whatever church you grew up in. Factual. Okay, so I'm going to uh, look at one little thing here that I think is interesting. Let's do it. 
Uh, first yawn of the day. Here we go. First yawn of the day. He's uh, done it. He's done it. One of my favorite things that never needed to go away. <laughs> All right. Verse three. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Okay. So we don't often speak of sin on this podcast um, as like the main means of communication that we're sharing with our listeners. Um, but one thing I just like sin aside, even though this is pretty heavily about that. Um, and it, it's, you know, at least the first little bit. And there's a really cool bit after this where, uh, I didn't even read it, but David talks about being surrounded in the Lord's unfailing love, which I think is just a, we could, I could have just read that and passed the mic back to you and said, we're done with this because it was a really encouraging thing that I read a couple of days ago. But one thing I did want to take from this is just the idea of like, you can't really hide anything from the Lord. And I, I and I don't even mean like, like you can include your sin in that, but I'm just saying in life, he has thoughts for you and he has things he wants you to do. In my experience, uh, we were kind of chatting about this the other day, um, Maddie and I, but like sometimes there are things that I know I need to pray for or I need to ask his opinion about, but because I don't want to hear the answer, <laughs> I just don't, you know, like, uh, which usually is already the answer within itself. Right. But, um, and that, and I just felt that when I was, when I felt the, uh, when I read the, your hand was heavy on me that feeling not as much about like the weight of sin. I think by age 29, I have learned like it's so much easier for me just to tell him. And I think it's part of me not having as much shame that I, that I had as a kid when it came to sin or, um, you know, if I, if I said something stupid or did something stupid in my day, it was so much easier. And you know, at 29, I think I've learned, it's just easier to talk to the Lord about it and know that I'm forgiven. Right. As opposed to try to hide because places in scripture, where people hide, things don't tend to go well for them. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Let's go hide in this, in the thicket over here while the Lord walks in the, the cool of the morning. And you know, like, or let's go, uh, let's go hop on this boat and, drive out of here <laughs> see what fish belly that I end up take in. me to not Nineveh please. yeah please I don't want to do what you told me to do it just like and you know it worked out for those folks and in, in their own way but I just have you know I hope that by this point in my life that like I can't hide from the Lord there's no point in really trying um let's go ahead and do the thing whatever it is if we need to have a conversation if I need to ask you something if if I feel a compulsion from you about a thing even though if it's not what I want um, it's probably just better for me to go ahead and talk to you about it and yeah. and do that. I think it's uh, there's a thing that I've heard recently that is one of like the truest things I've heard a Christian say in a while. I don't remember which one of my friends said it, but like it's the idea that like the Lord's plans, though they may always be good for me, they don't really line up with my plans, and they may not feel like what I want. And I don't remember which one of my friends said that in a, a recent thing, but I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so true and clear. And yeah, I've, I've felt that the entirety of my walk with the Lord. Um, but I, you know, I, I think I'm getting, I'm hoping that I'm getting to a place in my life where I'm just learning, like, it's just better to 
do what he has for me and to ask him about it and to do what he wants for me. Um, that sounds really easy and easy to say out loud in this context right here, but that's also me preaching to myself and saying, Hey, the times in my life where I'm wanting to, to just, which like, this is also me talking as a person who can easily avoid hard things in my life because I don't like to face them. You know, like I can easily avoid conflict or something tough because it just feels easier to do that than to take on the thing and the situation in the moment. But this scripture kind of calls out to me in that because, uh, you know, when I am avoiding a hard conversation in my life, it kind of feels like this, like, well, this is the thing that's like a backpack that I'm carrying around with me. Oh, it's like, a good word. you know, like that's good. And whatever that is in my life with the Lord. And I like, again, this, this is clearly, you know, David's talking about sin. Um, but I also believe it to be true in my life when it comes to just whatever he's asking of me. If it's a thing I don't want to do, if it's a thing that, um, he's asking me to get rid of, if it's the thing he's asking me to grow from and, and like sin or not sin, just like a personality trait or a thing that I'm walking through or whatever. I, I'm just, I'm hopeful in, in reading through this because it does like, he talks about how he just fine. I'm just going to talk about it with you. And then it really, it seems so small, but it's so quick. And it says, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Just, it was so yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, and whatever that thing is in my life that he's speaking to me, asking me, calling me to do, like, I just want to get better at being someone who is like, okay, I'm just going to, let's just talk about it. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing in this to me that is so interesting, which is that he said, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away Mm. through my groaning and your hand was heavy on me and my strength was sapped Mm -hmm. as in the heat of summer. There's like a, he, he talks about a physiological, like there's a physiological um, result to having a, a hidden life, yeah, or to having a life where you're just like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do me, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of value in the world today placed on like, just do you, man. Mm-hmm. But like, the the witness of scripture is, yeah, it's not great. And the the interesting thing to me is this physiological aspect because like, and the thing that I think of. I think of two things most easily. One is just when I played high school sports and like there were people that worked really, really hard to, to stay in good condition and people who just like cut all the corners they could. And then at me, (laughs) but then like in the games, they were the ones cramping up and struggling. And it's like, your, your body is not in shape. You can't actually do what's demanded of you. Whereas people that were like, really in good shape. It was like, you, you could hang with it. Um, I guess it was like, I think it was two years ago in August where you and you and I, and then Joe for a lot of the day spent something like 11 hours working in my yard, cutting back. I think stuff. it was three years ago. I think it was, was August it three? 2020. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's coming back. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You need a blowtorch. Oh, I need something. Um, um, wow, is that a bl- is is a blowtorch something that you can get your hands on? Surely. Do we have a blowtorch guy? We have a guy. We have multiple guys who can pretty much do anything they put their mind to in our life. We need to talk to somebody about a blowtorch. I need a blowtorch guy. You have a guy who lives within like two hundred yards of your house that I guarantee you, 
If he doesn't have one, he, he will get one. give you one in 24 hours. I like the mafioso angle of that. Like, yeah. you need a blowtorch? I can get you a blowtorch. <laughs> get you a blowtorch. Um, anyway, so like we, but we we seriously worked. It was it was at least 10 hours, um, and it was an August day. And, um, and like one of the things about August in Tennessee is it's, it's very hot and it's very humid. It's just muggy and close. Except today, which is today maybe the greatest day in summer history. It's really nice. 70 degrees and 0% humidity. It's lovely. But like, but that day in particular, I remember you telling me like, you were like, look, this is going to be counterintuitive, but you have to trust me. You want to wear long sleeves and you want to wear these fishing waders. And I was like, you wear waders? Yeah. I wore your waders. I don't remember that. You brought them over. And and you were like, and you need these boots. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I had blisters. I've never worn waders to the yard work. I, don't know I had why blisters I all over my heels. I had, it was like, I've never sweat so much in my entire life. And like, but you were like, I don't want you to get, I don't want you to get poison ivy or poison oak or something like that. Like we will be cutting and weed eating and things and like, and this oil will just like fly all over you and you need to wear these goggles and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, like I just had not done work like that in a long time and I was gassed. I mean, I mm-hmm. had fallen apart yeah. by like seven hours in, mm-hmm. I was just dragging. Yeah. And the only thing that perked me up was, uh, you and Joe teaching me how to, to drive the four wheeler and drag the the bush like the all the bushes and stuff that we cut up into the my woods and that was so like i couldn't you can't drive i, th- I think this might be an axiomatic mathematical fact you can't drive a four-wheeler without laughing right no it's it's impossible it's the funnest machine ever created i personally think you can't put four wheels of a vehicle off of pavement without laughing unless it's like <laughs> accidentally you ran off yeah, the yeah, yeah you know what i mean like yeah. if you are if you are making the decision i'm taking this vehicle off of pavement off into the grass yeah, yeah whether that's a four-wheeler or a tr- like in and the like, woods yeah it's not something i actively do but anytime i'm in a vehicle where someone's like let's hop in this dirt patch i i instantly i, I can't stop <laughs> it's so fun yeah so that was the only thing that, that like brought me back but i think about that because like it's you know i think that people think like i can do me and i can follow god or not and i'm you know, it's like, it's not going to affect me that much. It's like, it not only affects your spirit, it affects your strength. It affects your body. Like righteousness, holiness, like, like following God, like those things are actual strength and power for life. When, when I'm ignoring or walking away or running away, like I'm actually, I actually have less power to live my life. I have less power to handle relationships. I have less strength and endurance to deal with the problems that I'm facing. And I love the way that David says this. He's like, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. And it's like, I go back to that day where it was just like, I do not have all day yard work endurance. I have two hours yard work endurance. I don't have all day endurance. And, and I felt that thing that day of like, this is, this is what it feels like to be, to have your strength completely and totally sapped. Mm. And just the idea that like, if I'm hiding from God, it actually, physically affects me yeah that's cool you think really highly of me that day would not have finished if joe didn't roll up here with a four-wheeler and a couple of chainsaws yeah that was that was pretty clutch because he felled a couple trees in the back that were that were suspect and then and then just kept the train going yeah and he he rolled up with two four-wheelers yeah well i guess we went over to his house and you and i brought one back and he drove one back yeah, that was really fun. Gosh. It was a great day. Although, yeah, that's one of the the tiredest I've been. 
I, I couldn't. I can't imagine like being mm-hmm. that tired again. This is going to be fun for you, I think. Can I take us to the book of Jude? Hey, Jude. Of course. My Jude, kid's name. Uh, Jude is the mascot of our podcast. He is precious and wonderful. Man. I, I almost told people to look at my Instagram story, but I realized it would be gone by the time this hits the airwaves. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because he does this thing where if you... Uh, Jude's my kid. People who don't... If if there happens to be somebody who doesn't know that... Every podcast is somebody's first book. Yeah, he's my... He's my uh, Golly, 20-month-old son. Wow. Yeah, as of today. Crazy. Wow. Um, but he, uh, he right now he does this thing where, I mean, it's if you open his car door to get him out and he's not asleep or upset, he just says, hi. It, like, <laughs> hi, every time. And that was my. Uh, I love what, it so much. This morning. <laughs> Hi. He's so cute. Amazing. Man. Okay. Do you think? Jude, um, probably Judah was one of the brothers of Jesus, one of the children of Joseph and Mary. And so a half brother of Jesus, but also a follower of Jesus. He calls himself the servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. That's, that's what he calls himself. But I want to, sh- and honestly, Jude is a, is, so Jude is one of those books in the, in the New Testament that's like, it's one chapter long, kind of one page long. It's more of a postcard than a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, it's very short. It's a little weird. Um, he's, he's telling people like, I mean, the, the message is like, hang on, don't give up on walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because people that turned back and gave up, like they, they, they fell off they, and they fell out. They fell out of fellowship. And, and there's like, there's not good stuff waiting for that. So hang in there. Um, but there's a, there's a cool construction and a cool, there's a key word that had caught me when I was reading the book of Jude. And I just want to talk about the different ways that Jude rolls this out. Uh, so I want to look at three specific places in the book. The first one is in verse one. So Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. And he says, mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance, which is very kind. Okay, so then I want to look at verse um, verse 21. Jude says, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Then, also it has a really sweet verse in here. It says, be merciful to those who doubt, which is really cool because the whole book is like, don't give up on this. Don't don't bail out. And then he's like, "Hey, but if other people are struggling, like, be merciful to them." Don't. don't Which is kind of. I mean, is that like a little bit of a like just speaking from experience? If you're him, right? Like, because yeah. Jude kind of. Am I am I misremembering? He wasn't like an avid follower of Christ in his <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, like James. There, there's a there's a good argument to say that in John chapter seven, we might be looking at James and Jude, who are like literally making fun of Jesus. Yeah. And then he's like, guys, you should be kind of the people. Yeah, I mean, it's hanging there. You know, <laughs> I grew up with them. And I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I still missed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then the third one I want to show you is in verse 24. Um, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Okay, so what I've just read to you is an interesting construction through this little postcard. It's a sandwich. Mm. He starts out the book by saying, 
to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. Then in the middle of the book, he says, or in the middle of this postcard, he says, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy and Lord love of our, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And then at the end, the very last part of the book, he says, to him who is able to keep you from falling, to keep you from stumbling. In yep. other words, he's saying like, all right, the big thing about this walk with Jesus is stay in it. Mm. Keep yourselves in the, like, you, like, the goal is stick with it. Don't give up on it. Yeah. He starts out the book by saying, like, you are kept for Christ Jesus. He's keeping you. He ends the book by saying, he's able to keep you from stumbling. Right in the middle of it, he says, keep yourselves from falling away. Mm. And it's just this really interesting tension of, I have a part to play in making sure that I keep walking this out. Mm. I I need to keep myself in this. I need to keep myself fired up about it. I need to keep myself in the love of God, remembering the promises, obeying him and loving him and walking with him. I need to keep it fresh, keep my love for Jesus burning, all that stuff. And then surrounded by that, it's like, oh, well, you are kept for him. And then at the end, oh yeah, he's able to keep you. Um, the thing that it made me think of is like, it made me think of like a time that I was at Dollywood with my kids and like I, it was like, Jack was like really, really young and we were riding one of the roller coasters. He was able to ride it, but he was still a little dude. And he was like, Hey, if we hit one of the scary places, like, will you just like hold my hand? And I was like, of course. And like, I had him. And then when we hit one of the scary places, I felt him like grab my hand really tight. And it's like, but like, it didn't matter if he grabbed my hand really tight or not. I have him. Yeah. I'm not going to let go of him. Plus we're like in the thing. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's totally fine. Yeah. But like in a, in a moment of, in a moment of tightness, like in a moment of struggle, in a moment of fear, his instinct was, I'm going to hold you tighter. Yeah. And I think that's what Jude is saying. It's like, he's got you, yeah. but also like, cling to him. Yeah. Like go for it. Like cling you cling to him as well. He's already got you. He's not going to let you go. He's able to keep you from stumbling. You are already kept in the love of God. But like also within the safety and the freedom of that like hold on to him super tight. Mm -hmm. It's like he's holding you. Hold him back. Yeah. It's like if you were sitting in your dad's if you're a little kid and you're sitting in your dad's lap and he's got you, but you just decide I'm going to lean in and hug you as tight as I can. Yeah. That's cool. I think there's a lot of things that this also could speak towards um, in our walk with the Lord. Like there are just things that he asks us to do that may seem redundant. Like you, you could easily talk yourself out of praying, right? Like the Lord's in control. He, you know, yeah, everything, he knows what he's going to do. Like why, why, okay, why would I pray then? Well, he asks us to, and it's good for us. Right. And who knows? Like he, he tells us to do it. And, cool. So do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. baptism, what's the point of it? I'm already, I'm saved and nothing is like transferred in that. So why, like, why, why do it? Well, he tells us to do it and yeah. there's a reason for it. And, um, you, you know, like, uh, communion, like what's, uh, wh why? It's well, forgiving me for myself. Yeah, it's not, it, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, uh, you know, not administering grace upon myself by drinking this liquid or eating this cracker, but the Lord asks us to do it. He tells us to do it yeah. in, remembrance of him, in remembrance of him, whatever. Like there's just things where it's like, does the Lord have the power to keep us? Yes. Are we supposed to 
keep him? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and in that it could, someone could look at me and say like, so we just got to do things because the Lord tells us to short answer. Yes. (laughs) But also know that in that there, there's a reason why, like he, he wants that for us. He wants, there's a, there's a, there's good that comes out of that. Right. Like, I don't think I've ever been upset that I prayed about something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever been like, well, that was stupid. You know, like, well, even in moments of temptation, you're like, right. uh, I, I really wanted to do that thing. And if you, if you don't do it, if you don't fall to temptation, you have the moment of victory, even in the beginning where you're like, uh, I really wanted to do that later on. You're like, so glad that you have that victory, mm-hmm. you know? Of course. Yeah. All that to say, I think this is, this is a really cool thing that you're pointing out and it's applicable to so many other places in our walk with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, I love that you did a little word study for us. By the way, um, when you, you would have been a, 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 ling, a linguistic, is that a linguistics guy? At one, if which you, word study did I do? The word keep. Oh, well, yes, you looked the word at, keep. Yeah, you just, I mean, like, not that you were doing a word study, yeah, but yeah. You, you noticed that. Like, oh, means. this is a key word. Yeah. Um, so you talked in there about communion. Mm. <laughs> and we just took communion at our church on Sunday, this past Sunday. I'm telling you this like you didn't know. I'm telling the listener. But um, what was really funny was church is over. And some people are coming up to to clear up the communion, and and our friend Tyreek comes up to the table and he's like, "Yo, Lee, can I get some more of them crackers?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "I'm not gonna lie, them crackers slap." <laughs> and so, if you're somebody who grew up in church and you're like, "There's no way in heck a, a human said that." You should know that we use like little buttered oyster crackers. Yeah, like church. the kind that you would put in your tomato soup. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and this Tina was just like, why do we not do this? Yeah, this is way better. Why? Yeah, it's great. It tastes way better. Yeah. And Tyreek's like, I'm not going to lie. These crackers slap. <laughs> and he just started pounding them. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, it made me think of when, when uh, our buddy Sam Myers was like in middle school and he used to help uh, Andy Morgan clear up the, the communion and he would just like drink cup after cup after cup of the juice and 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 andrew morgan was like shark i don't know what's happened theologically right now but go ahead (laughs) oh that's amazing so much fun we do need to give a shout out to um our i was gonna say our friends we don't actually know them but the folks who who produce and run the uh the bible project because we gave them we kind of gave them a shout out without shouting them out earlier yeah we did thomas and i are both uh, going through uh, a course that they have on their app for free that mm-hmm. you could check out if you're interested in what Thomas was saying about the organization of the Old Testament slash Hebrew Bible and the differences between the Christian and the Jewish tradition. So, Good very cool look. stuff, very yeah. interesting stuff. Bible Project, all their yeah, we love like, their content. all their stuff is free. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so um, shout out to them and uh, shout out to your um, UT Vols in Knoxville. Some call them the Big Brother. Go Vols, Boo Cats. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been ancient. When life seems to roll like a storm out of control, there is so much I don't know that is in your plan. You named every star. Place them where they are Every beat of every heart Is within your